Hello, and welcome to Influenza. Um, I'm Yari. I don't know why it took me so long <laughs> to say that. I'm Yari uh, Nadav Tal, your host. Um, today, sitting with me, we have a really funny comedian, uh, stand-up, improviser, characters. She does it all. Oh, no. Uh, Jesse Roth is here. Hi, Jesse. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Uh, what, what's going on? How are you doing today? I'm good. I woke up and watched the new Broad City, mm-hmm. and I made myself breakfast. I got to have like kind of a later morning than I usually do. When do you normally wake up? Like seven or eight, you know, on a wow. weekday. Yeah. And this was ten thirty. Yeah. It was great. I I've been sick all weekend, and I went to bed at like ten thirty last night, and oh, I woke nice. up at nine, and I spent the whole day napping yesterday. That's which nice. I would normally work on Saturdays, so that's good. <gasps> yeah. Just to, you know, just sleep most of the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Jesse, you're mm-hmm. on all social at. At Messy Roth yes. with a Y. Yeah, M E S S Y R O T H. Um, and you host the Bitch Party kind of collective of shows. Yes, uh, it's like a variety show that we do monthly, but we're also a sketch group. We make videos. Um, but on uh, November 25th for Thanksgiving, we're doing like a potluck. So it's like an open mic. You know, you bring your bits like oh, a potluck. Nice. That's like a Friendsgiving. Sure, yeah. But for open mics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe people should bring food. I don't know if we would be allowed to have it, but. Where, where is it at? It's at Pine Box Rock Shop. Love Pine Box Rock Brooklyn. Shop. In Brooklyn. Yeah, it's at 8 p.m. Cool. And then, I mean, by the time you hear this, it'll be too late to sign up. But come and watch if you're bored on Thanksgiving yeah. weekend and you're not with your family. And in promo for the episode, I can throw in a little plug for that. Oh, sure. Too. How, how when can people sign up by? Uh, I would. I think we're gonna end it, maybe the day before Thanksgiving, just because I would want to know how many people there are gonna be. So maybe if there's not that many people, yeah. which you never know, because it's the holiday. People we might would, be out of town. And everything. But if there's like not that many people, we could give people more time, and then also be like, hey, just so you know, in a couple of days you'll have like maybe a six minute slot or something. Where are you from originally? Um, I was born here, uh-huh. but I New York. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, in Manhattan, and I left when I was two. So, but I'm mostly from Los Angeles. Oh, cool. So we moved from New York to LA. I remember at one point we you had like gone on a date on a show that I was improvising. At, oh yeah. Um, and you said that you went to Jewish summer camp in California. Yes. What camp? I went to Camp JCA Shalom. Cool. Um, yeah, I was a camper from like age seven to sixteen. Then when you're seventeen, you're a counselor in training, mm-hmm. and then I was a staff member there for like two summers. Nice. I went to Camp Ramah in the <gasps> oh, Berkshires, oh. but I got to meet some nice Ramah people, Ramah, California people. Yeah, my I have a friend who went to Ramah, California. We had this one day where Camp Ramah, camp, like, then these two other Jewish camps all came to our camp, and we had like a big sports day, and the Camp Ramah people were kind of snooty. Yeah. They no, were like, because their, their camp is nice, and they were like, you guys barely have grass. They were... I remember the Camp Vermont people being, or Camp Vermont California people being a little snooty. Yes. Um, but yes, Jewish camp's the best. Yeah. You want to get started on some... Uh, oh, yeah. One thing that is popular at Jewish summer camps mm-hmm. is kind of like clever and transgressive humor. And this <laughs> Good segue. Fr- yeah, this first um, song that you've picked is a yes. pretty clear example of that. Yes. It's... I'm Boyo by Bo Burnham. 
I don't know if all Boy Scouts are gays They could probably tie the knot in like 50 different ways Got a safe full of cherries cause I pop it and lock it A girl's like a fridge, once a week you should stock it Girl, if you're into rimming, it's only safe if you're swimming But girl, don't sit on that couch cause I treat my objects like women I spit fire like I just blew a demon My shit's so hot, I'll leave your toilet bowl steaming I'm gonna tear it like the cards of the gypsies You'll bleed for so long, you'll get monthly ellipses And if your pants are loose, I replete ya You're a first-time vegan and it's nice to meet ya I'm Bo Yo I'm the greatest rapper ever and I'll weather you weather Whether you think I'm clever or not, think it better you're not Don't need a sweater, I'm hot, I'm a real G shorty They can really find your G spot, whoa, yeah Hey, uh, what the fuck's a G spot? Go to a vagina orchard, count one, two, three, spin that plane around, you got a third world country. That's right, consider yourself warned, I'm offensive and creative like handicapped porn. You're playing with your breasts, excuse me, can I try it, ma'am? You're pushing them together like a titty Venn diagram. Look at that crack, excuse me, can I buy a gram? Right below your diaphragm, ass looks like you're hot and ham. First base, we're making out. Second base, I'm getting faked out. Said third base, I'm getting takeout. And I try to take it home if I knew I'd take it out, but I just don't know. I said I just don't care. I said my flow's so cold, I need a tampon from a polar bear. And you can smell and smell my stink. B.O. lingers and it makes you think, cause I'm Bo-Yo. And I'm the greatest rapper ever, and I'll weather you weather, whether you think I'm clever or not. Think you better, you're not. Don't need a sweater, I'm hot, I'm a real G-Shorty. They can really find your G-Spot. Whoa, yeah. Provided that you point me in the general direction Let's get ready I like donuts when I be busting donuts. I can make them cream filled to give them a layer of glaze. I'm like Doug's friend Skeeter whenever I meet her. Because I skeeter so hard, people call her Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, Nickelodeon and cum. What? Yo, I'm blowing up like I thought I would. I'm circumcised because I don't come from the hood. My girl is epileptic because she's the one I'm jerking with. Come on, you Asian child labor. Show me what you're working with. Ooh, large machinery. Cause there's an inverse relationship between respect and sex I'm talking about religious sex Like a Mormon sect that says you can't have sex with members of different sex But you can't have sex with members of the same sex So if the sex can be different, the sex can be same And the only sex left is some left hand shame And girl I left you cause you left the game And if that don't feel right then you can write my name Cause I'm Bo-Yo And I'm the greatest rapper ever And I'll weather you weather whether you think I'm clever or not Think you're better you're not Don't need a sweater I'm hot I'm a real G Think I'm really by your G spot Whoa yeah Oh, but I'm inadequate. Have I gotten that point across yet? How original. Yo, my junk's so long that it hangs and swings. So at the nude beach, people think I'm looking for locked rings. Like the skin flute, your big boy sings. If you want to take it all, wear African neck rings. They make your neck longer, because I'm like, fuck it. Haters call me gay, but that ain't hatin' Cause I'm not homophobic, my morals are straight And if I'm in the closet, then you are below me Taking the B.A.T. out of basement, homie Yeah, yo, yeah, what? Cause I'm Bo, yo, and I'm the greatest rapper ever And I'll weather you, weather, whether you think I'm clever or not Think you better, you're not, don't need a sweater I'm a real G, I can really find you what now? Oh, yeah, well I'm Bo, yo, yo, what? I'm representing you, I'm representing People from the whole one, 982, yo. Oh, yeah. What? Yo, motherfucker. Tinkle. Yeah. So that was I'm Bo Yo by Bo Burnham. Jesse, why'd you pick that song? <laughs> okay, well, when you first asked me in general about music that influences my life and comedy, I thought, you know, I had to include 
musical comedy because yeah. that's something that I grew up really loving and I still love and I'm starting to like dip my toe in and yeah Bo Burnham is just one of my favorite comedians in general his later stuff like was more theatrical and um like you know he had still had songs but he did other stuff too but this was like one of his first songs I know like all the words uh-huh I was obsessed. You were mouthing the words and saying them yeah. as we were listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could have really gotten to the zone and tried to recite it, but I, I wasn't feeling that. <laughs> a lot of people's first entryway into comedy is something like Weird Al. Also, yeah. But, um, and yeah, he has, he has YouTube videos. I watch them all the time. This was like back when... This came out like back when YouTube was really starting to blow up a little mm-hmm. bit, and I think he kind of capitalized on that. Oh yeah. So what what in this song like kind of drew you yeah. into the world of musical comedy? Well, I just think, and Bo Burnham more than a lot of people, I just th- it's so smart. I just love that it's pure, like puns and wordplay, and even though what he's saying is disgusting a lot of the time, it's blowjobs and like tits and everyone, all that stuff. I. I'm like, it's, and he says like offensive stuff too. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I just think it's so, because it's so clever and catchy that that kind of, it sounds bad, but like that kind of like excuses. I'm like, you know, I'll listen to anything. And I just think it's smart because he's, he's playing with the words. Like if I'm in the closet, you are below me taking the B-A-T out of basement, (laughs) which is like semen. Yeah. So that is great. It's like. (laughs) It might show that, like, you not can get away with anything, but you can, like... One thing that I personally believe about mm. comedy is that, mm. like, there's... I don't think there's anything that can be, like, not spoken about or mm. not done. Yeah. Um, as long as the humor is exponentially greater than the offense, I guess. Yeah, I just don't think that his purpose is to offend. He's really just trying to do cool lyrics, I yeah. think. And and that stuff is topical and he just makes references and uses words that people know. And and yeah, and the, and the music is just, yeah, super simple. And yeah, he just is kind of in his own box for me because also, you know, his live shows too, he does stuff with tech and just stuff with manipulation of expectation and surprise and I just think it's beautiful. Would you say that his um, his style of comedy is something that you aspire to do that's like aspirational for you? A little bit. Also, I'm kind of like I'll never be able to be like him, but you know – you know, I you know would want to have my own thing, kind of like that, like have my own thing in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I you know I'm in musical improv right now. I I play a little bit of the uke, so <laughs> I mean, so you're I, like a modern day Bo Burnham. Uh, not, I mean, so yeah, my instinct when I think of something funny isn't to turn into song. Like the, you know, some people when they you know comedians, they're immediately like, I gotta write a song about this, but that's not me. But I think it's a good muscle in the brain to yeah. be able to, like, work and access and, uh, yeah. And some of it, he does a lot of, like, poetry and stuff. He has a book of stuff, poetry, and I just, like, I would I would love to be better with words because I'm really shitty with <laughs> words sometimes. I'm like, you know, like, uh-huh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's just, a, like, a muscle for people in general, too, is to um, it's just work on your wordplay and yeah mental dexterity like i used to try and memorize these songs because when i would know the words i was like 
I've memorized something difficult. And that's, it's like, you know, it's exercise for the mouth too. Yeah. Just getting <laughs> like dense phrases out there, complicated ideas yeah. and everything. And I mean, that's a lot of like why people like rap music too. Cause yeah. everyone's like, oh, I love that I can just bust out and know all the words to the song. Yeah. Cause it's like fast and. Yeah, I I mean I'm a huge rap fan and there is kind of a cool like thing that you get in your head when there's like a a complicated series of like syllables that Yeah, you feel you like can... a master. Yeah. Um do you so Bo Burnham kind of like the song is kind of like a jam-packed mm-hmm. series of one-liners mm-hmm. and everything. Um is that something that you try to do in your comedy or are you a little bit more like personal well i think i'm still finding a lot of my i'm finding my voice yeah. still i like haven't there's i haven't I'm, I'm not like i got this i know exactly what i'm doing i'm still figuring out what kind of comedy i like doing and what like hits better like i'm i am doing a show on friday or something where i'm like doing a dance um that's fun <laughs> yeah so i because i also really love to dance um but the question was Oh, the one-liners. Yes. I, yeah, I just think sometimes succinct, like, clear, just, like, punch sentences are so powerful, and I'm, that's not my, like, that's not second nature to me. I'm more of, you know, tell a story and stumble into maybe something that's funny. I don't know, but I would love to kind of just have the power to, like, just say something and then let it land. Like, just say, like, um, something that is as clear as, like, titty Venn diagram. Yeah, just, yeah, like, like a clear joke. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I just appreciate, like, whenever I s- watch people who just, like, the you the joke is just, like, handed to you so lovely, yeah. and you just are able to laugh and enjoy it, but it's hard to know when you're watching someone and you're kind of trying to follow them, you're, like, not sure where this is going, and then finally they get to it. It's like a, you know, a journey that is not as fun as, like, getting like punched with yeah. humor yeah um when you when you're yeah. like I, I think i'm more in the same vein as you as a stand-up where i will like i'm a rambler yeah me um, too i gotta learn to like <laughs> well i think there's also a fun in like when a lot of people who are like one-liner comics yeah. you don't really see a whole lot of that's true who they are like dan yeah. mintz is one of my favorite comics mm-hmm. um who does tina yeah who does oh, tina and he's just like a one-liner comic. Like most of his jokes are fifteen words or less. Yeah, but you also, yeah, I know you don't like know his like truth. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not exactly. I'm still. I like doing stuff like that and telling stories and shit happens to me and I'm like, I just gotta just talk it out and just say however I'm gonna say it. Uh-huh. And that'll hopefully be engaging. But I mean. I also would love to be able to just serve up a hot joke. Yeah, just one, Oof, one yeah. nice, well packaged yeah. setup punchline. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Um, what was your first? Just shifting back to Bo Burnham. What was yes. your first experience uh, listening to him, I, or seeing him, or oh, hearing him? Well, so yeah. I mean, I don't exactly remember that moment. Um, but I will talk about. I did see him live. I saw the Make Happy tour. Mm-hmm. So. Which I would, you know, not, I don't think it was as good as what, when I first saw that Netflix special, I was like, oh my God. And Make Happy was a lot of the the same stuff, but what was exciting about seeing him live is 
like he it what's great is it's he clearly is presenting to you a a show that he wrote and I that's what I love it's like every moment is some something funny and something kind of like planned out which is yeah he did that in what as well with like he accidentally drops water but then it turns into a song he's like he meant to drop the water and it's it plays with it's such an exciting live experience because it plays with he does so much of like suspense and you know doing the opposite of what you expect is going to happen so it's very exciting to watch because you'll be you know it's like visceral what one thing that we were talking about um as the song was playing was that like some and even not as the song was playing on mike in the beginning was that some of the stuff is like a little bit offensive and a little yeah. bit um yeah what is he not doing? like pc or i hate the phrase yeah PC. but he pokes fun at like yeah. all races like women but also men he makes men seem pretty gross which they are but it, it like it all comes together in like this something that's greater than the sum of its parts because it's this kind of theatrical yeah. presentation of something too. So the yeah. joke isn't just about like the offense. The joke is also about yeah. this kind of live, mm-hmm. all the effort that went in yeah. to presenting something like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not like listening to it and then being like, yeah, like uh, he like, yeah, said something about I forget. Never mind. But <laughs> yeah, I never like I'm thinking about when I listened to this when I was pretty young mm-hmm. and I didn't like take away from that song. Like, yeah, blowjobs are good. And like, well, <laughs> I, you know, I was just like, words are cool. Yeah. And like you could and poetry is really smart. <laughs> and it's so nice when like a line like flows and you like, you know, like, yeah, it is visceral. Like I, I have a friend who is a poet and she, her poems when she reads them out loud is like you you know that you like feel something the it's like people go to poetry readings yeah um i my actually entry point into solo live performance before i did stand up was mm-hmm. doing slam poetry sorry that it's like loose leaf tea <laughs> so some of the no, I loose love leaves come out a no, little no, bit i love it i feel connected to the earth <laughs> um you but, went to slam poetry i used stuff? to i used to perform slam poetry <gasps> it's i admire it's so it's so cool yeah but i think that like a better outlet for me at least was stand up but there is something that like does feel very visceral about mm. like hearing somebody connect both with the idea of mm. language and with exactly um a larger point that they're making like through like yeah like iambic pentameter <laughs> like is a rhythm and when you hear it you feel a ri- it's like listening to music and I don't know. It's crazy. When, when you read Shakespeare, it doesn't come across as well. Yeah, when except yeah, when you as see when you it, see it live, and you hear people do yeah. iambic pentameter. Yeah, they start the show, and you're like, okay, they're taking me on a ride, and I've got to follow the train, or yeah. else I'm gonna get left behind. Yeah. Um, awesome. And that's yeah, that's and that's this is like Bo, Shakespeare. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Also, he's he has a song about being a straight white man, and I I just appreciate even though he is a straight, like, yeah. he's aware. Cool. What uh, what's the name of that song? Do you know? Is it called Straight White? I don't know. Oh, I think it's called Straight White Man. Maybe I forget. It's a little plug for Bo Burnham. Yeah, check out Straight his stuff. Straight White Man. It's great. Um, he's wonderful. I really yes. like him. Um, but you want to move on to the next sure. song? Sure. This was one of actually my first entry points into indie rock, so I'm excited to talk about <gasps> cool. it with you. This is "You Only Live Once" by The Strokes. Sweet. <laughs> 
So that was You Only Live Once by The Strokes. Oh. Jesse, why'd you pick that song? Okay, well, um, yeah. So I was saying earlier that The Strokes, I don't remember why. I think it was this song maybe that, no, I think first I heard the acoustic version of this song in the trailer for Somewhere, Sofia Coppola's movie with like Elle Fanning and that other dude. And so I heard that song, and I think that was the first time I was like, you know, into them. And then I heard this other version, and then I really don't remember what the impetus was, but I one summer just went through all of their discography, you know, from start to finish. Like I would listen to a song and look at the lyrics and then I would read their Wikipedia page about that time period and then I would watch like music videos and I don't, I've never. About, about just a question to clarify, yeah. the larger historical context of mm. the time period or just mm. their band's time period? Their band's time okay, period. Cool. Oh, I was not that detailed, but <laughs> I was just, you know, following along like was happening with like their record I don't even remember why I did that but I did it and I it was just like I just had this desire to like know the band and like know I've done that I guess also with maybe Regina Spector but like to yeah just to really like know the artist um and you know that just I felt you know more and so now whenever people ask me what my favorite band is I just say the strokes Mm -hmm. because I just feel like I know them and then also um, so I, I knew about them a little bit. I think I started to do this research and then I went to Coachella in 2011 and they were playing and I was with my friends and it was my first time going to like a huge concert and like a music festival too. It's insane. And so I was a senior in high school, getting ready to go to college, a lot of like anxiety about like separating from my friends. And like, I, I had a boyfriend at the time we were going separate ways and, um, I was like, oh, I want to go see the Strokes. They're playing. And they all were like, we don't want to go. And it was the first time where I was like, well, I guess I have to go alone. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I was like pretty close to the front. I was on the side and I was by myself and I just had like an amazing time. And so that there's like that memory with me of like kind of my first time being like independent fully. So do you find yourself like, I have a couple, I have two things. So I'll, I'll start with the first question that I had, and then I'll talk yeah. to you a little bit about that Coachella. But you said you had a, a desire to know the band. Yeah. Um, and famously, the Strokes are, like, super cool. And yeah. one thing about, like, cool people is that, that makes them cool is that they're a little bit mm-hmm. out, they're a little bit keep you at arm's length. Oh, yeah. Julian Casablancas is so mysterious, and yeah. that's why he's so hot. Yeah. Um, do you think that your desire to like get to know the band and everything mm-hmm. that was going on with them was a de- was a desire to maybe connect with them on a deeper level then yeah and I think also up until then like in terms of even cultural stuff I was not I like was not a person who what like I was kind of like uh I was like a middle school all I cared about was my friends and boys like I didn't care about I didn't like watch a lot of comedy stuff mm-hmm. I came to that kind of late I think and, like, music and stuff. I wasn't, like, the, a kid who, like, just sat inside and, like, listened to music all day. I would just, like, go and, like, go around with my friends and talk about boys. Like, <laughs> I was a substanceless child. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But so I think I also was kind of, like, I want to, like, because I started to have friends at camp who, mm-hmm. like, had these, like, favorite bands and just, like, knew, you know, they, like, would like an artist and know everything about them. And I just thought that was so cool. So I think that it was kind of my first foray into, like, 
being a person who had like a specific taste and liking certain things and then actually knowing about them. There's still so many movies I haven't seen, but it was my first time being like, you know what? I'm going to like know the strokes. And also it was very interesting to see their journey from first album to last. So pre-strokes, Jesse mm-hmm. was uh, not necessarily substanceless, but maybe less independent and exactly. more into her group of, yeah friends and her group of people yeah it was like um, whatever was on i mean i watched a lot of degrassi yeah. i was reading a high school journal and i talk about degrassi so much but yeah in terms of yeah music and I, you know i didn't have any taste <laughs> yeah and then you got into the strokes and this mm-hmm. was and even connecting it with the coachella mm-hmm. stuff this was your first time actually diving independently into something that was completely your own. Yeah, I was at a concert by myself, I think for like the first time ever, and that's very anxiety-inducing. And, and Coachella, too, which is I, nuts. I know, but, I, but after, after I had such a good time, I was like, I can do anything, you know? And now I, you know, I have gone to concerts by myself and things by myself, and, um, and it was just experience where I like had done all this research, so I felt like I had this relationship with the strokes it was just me and the strokes i think so when it was just me and and just julian on stage that's (laughs) that's amazing yeah when you have that kind of connection with a band it's really it's really cool it's much better than just like being at a concert and just like kind of just nodding your head along with everybody like when it's you know you're just kind of zeroed in i saw chance the rapper recently and it was like that it was that the forest hills yeah that's I, all. I wish i went to that i was very zeroed in on him for a long time <laughs> it's just like laser vision him and me and no one else that's i saw him at govball and yeah. it was the opposite of that it's a big communal experience or was it like that no it was a whole bunch of like <laughs> teenagers who had just had their first beer so they were all like oh, yelling and they're like oh my god it's actually him on stage oh like, no yeah of course oh, like god. he's that doing a sad. concert um I, I went to govball the year last year and mm-hmm. the second day i was by myself and i went kind of early because i wanted to see lewis the child which is like i don't know who lewis the it's child is two like teenage boys okay. djing but they're really good and i like their stuff but i re- felt really old and there was girls who were just like not even listening to music and we're just yeah. like drinking yeah Ugh. that's that's a big part of the music festival oeuvre yeah. Yeah. um do you find that you value your independence now Absolutely. It's something that I am constantly working towards and just like thinking about a lot because um, it's kind of like, you you know, you only live once. And all, that brings me to like the actual song itself yeah. is very empowering. And when I hear it, um, yeah, I just immediately like I just feel in the zone. And um, what yeah. is it? What is it about this song that you picked as opposed to some of the other Stroke songs? Well, I think it's the lyrics and the message of the song. It's like, you know, uh, and also the acoustic version is really, it's like really poetic too. And um, yeah, something, some people think they're always right. Others are quiet enough time. It's just very catchy, but also so real. One thing that I actually spoke about a different stroke song with mm. uh, Ian Cantor, a uh, longtime listeners of the pod can mm. check out that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Gotta plug it. Um, but he picked, I think, Someday. That one's so it's good. A, that would be my second favorite. It was a great song. If you <sighs> had picked it, I would have said, pick a different song. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, but yeah, one I, thing yeah. that he had mentioned that I think is the same thing that you're talking about mm-hmm. here is that like 
their lyrics are simple but really actually true and connecting yeah. with you. And yeah, they say yeah, so much and yeah, it's oh, some days beautiful together. We I forget. I should know all the lyrics That's right a, now. But no, what is what you're saying for mm. you only live once like some people think they're always right, some people they're just uptight or whatever. 20 ways are. to see the world, 20 ways to start a fight. Yeah. It's just like you like you know what yeah he's talking about but it's not like it doesn't sound substanceless it doesn't sound like i like get goosebumps thinking about certain lyrics which that you know not every song i'm boyo is not exactly like that and yeah you know a lot of songs you don't like really listen but like there's this is a song that yeah i could talk about forever sweet um the the actual message of the Mm -hmm. song is i guess yolo baby yeah (laughs) is to be more open-minded and to do things yeah and that's like, I mean, I, I, they, they started YOLO. I'm pretty sure this came <laughs> out before YOLO was like a meme or whatever. It did. But it did. I mean, it's like, it's a really good mantra. That's why it's so catchy because it's true. And, you know, especially everything that's going on right now, you know, live like tomorrow you're going <laughs> to die. So what ways do you bring the you only live once into your daily life? Um, I think just, uh, I mean... I try to try new things a lot and like put myself out of my comfort zone. Um, especially yeah, I mean, with, with like has really influenced me with comedy because a lot of the time, you know, you'll get asked or you end up being on a show where like the first time I did like 10 minutes was the, you know, the first time I did 10 minutes and yeah. you know, you just, you jump into things. Your way yeah. Through it someone's you like, Oh, you have, you have 15 minutes. Like, I mean, I don't know. Or, if, you know, I did a solo show recently yeah. and that was like, that was like a half hour, right? It was a half hour. And it was like two months before that they were like, Hey, do you want to do 30 minutes? And I immediately was like terrified. So that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. And I always just try and like be a better person all the time. What are, what are I'm some trying. things that like scare you in comedy? that you um, would jump into. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm really scared of this musical improv show because <laughs> I'm not the best at it. Um, and and also, yeah, to like do this dance that I'm about to do because I've done like dance stuff, but with a, a partner, Adrian Pluta, as two boobs, but I'm doing a dance by myself and I like choreographed the dance, so that's very vulnerable. So I think it just in general, especially, yeah, just trying to like put more of myself into comedy and a lot of that even means doing comedy more often because I like get into months where I like barely do it or yeah, it just, there's always different little ways. I'm actually just getting off like a three month cold streak of stand up. Uh-huh. Not doing stand up. Not doing oh, yeah, stand up. I just did stand up for the first time on last Tuesday mm-hmm. and it went well. Um, but I could tell that like some of my jokes were just a little bit um, like stay, yeah. not even stale, just like yeah. just needed. I needed to work on them again, and I yeah. think that. And I want to be yeah. I want to be one of those people that's like always, you know, doing something, and yeah, that personal motor for me is always helpful. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you said that musical improv is something that's mm-hmm. scaring you right now yeah. because you don't feel like you're the best at it. Yeah, yes. I enjoy it, and yeah, and it's just something I've never done before. Yeah, so what do you think that, do you think that maybe the aspect that you're not as confident in Mm -hmm. this 
as you are in other aspects of your mm-hmm. comedy, is that something that you feel like scares you because you want to just be good at um, it right away? Well, yes, but also I, I don't want to be one of those people who, like, has to always be good at something. I, yeah. like... I want to be able to be comfortable being bad at something because I think that if you're not, then that can be, you know, not, I don't know, not the best thing. So I'm not like nervous about it because I'm not good at it, but I want to be good at it. And, um, and I just, I want, yeah, I don't want to be in my head when I do it. Um, which like I can get if I'm, you know, thinking too much about like, am I good at this? Yeah. One thing that I'm trying to, be good at is bombing so i'm trying to be good at being bad yeah absolutely because i saw like i see like comics all the time talking about like sitting in a good bomb mm-hmm. and i'm like shit like when a joke doesn't work for me on stage i'm just deflated i'm just yeah terrified for the rest of the for the rest of the time yeah my favorite people to watch in terms of like the scene and like people um that are not too far ahead of me is like people who are just just like seem super confident no matter what yeah they like they get up there and like they're settled and then that makes me settled i feel like i yeah i'm trying to get better at just not i don't know just chilling out yeah because there does seem to be like i feel like you i don't know you super well but Mm -hmm. you and i might be cut from the same like personal personal Mm -hmm. on stage kind of a little bit of anxiety like Mm -hmm. cloth where mm-hmm. if that personal thing doesn't necessarily land, mm-hmm. then you can start to panic yeah. inside a little bit. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, well, it depends. It depends on like what I'm doing. Yeah, You're like if I'm going up, like I've I've done a show where I just went up and told a story for the first time. So that time I was particularly like nervous because I hadn't really formulated anything, um, but when I do like more rehearsed things, I feel. ten times better which is why I like always strive to (coughs) kind of yeah like get better at actually practicing because I think that's something that though that there though there are people who get up on stage and like kind of shoot the shit do whatever and are so funny that's not always going to be me and for now I want to just get more disciplined so it is it's the times where I don't have that like discipline or like foundation under me and it's kind of just the first time um that's when yeah i get super nervous okay i i definitely feel that Mm -hmm. i think i mean just for me for me personally i Mm -hmm. when something is too disciplined i get a little bit removed from it yeah yeah i totally understand that that's that's just like the way that i approach it though sometimes is like uh, if something just feels a little if I've rehearsed something too many times and it doesn't yeah. even feel true to me anymore, then part of me just like feels like it's disconnecting. So like I've stopped yeah. doing bits mm-hmm. about like funny bits that have mm-hmm. worked about things that I don't feel anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I'm definitely trying to find like a balance between the, di- yeah, I, the discipline and also, because a lot of the time I'll get to do a show and I'm, I only want to do what, I'm feeling at that moment. Yeah. But then I kind of do rob myself of like working and maybe harnessing on like other bit, like a lot of stuff I've only done one time. Yeah. I'm not a big, like, and so, there's some people I've seen do like the same set, like five times and they kill every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, you know, there's, kind of, I think there's definitely a balance between like, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, let's move on to the next song. Okay. I know you're super excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this song is Green Light by Lord. I do my makeup in somebody else's car. We ordered different drinks at the same bars. I know about what you did and I want to scream the truth. She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar. Well, those great whites, they have big teeth. Oh, they bite you, that you said that you would always be in love. But you're not in love, no more Did it frighten you, how we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor But I hear sounds in my mind Brand new sounds in my mind But honey, I'll be seeing you
that was Greenlight by Lord. Yeah. Jesse, why'd you pick it? Well, um, so I made Yari watch a video <laughs> that I made. I basically recreated the music video. Shot for shot. Shot for shot. And then we put it side by side. So that's the video I made him watch. Um, but It's but a wonderful I'll, video, by the way. I'll put a link to it in the oh, episode description. Thanks. Well, yeah, I guess I'll go back. I mean, so I loved Pure Heroine just as much as the next person. But I, like, I didn't, like pay super attention to it because i yeah it was just i'm still not what am i saying after the strokes and just in general i kind of was still like absorbing lots of music and tv and stuff and nothing like you know really like i got obsessed with um but i heard that song and i saw the music video and i just got a feeling that i can't describe obviously that's why it's my favorite and yeah when i saw the video i loved it so much i had this small little seed inside me that was like recreate it <laughs> or like you could do that um and and that yeah and that's like come came out of such a like love connection and so then yeah I kind of had this small seed and then it kept every time I heard the song I was like I could I was like I could it's like it looks like Brooklyn it's only a few shots like that could happen and then like I just followed that seed and then my friend uh Tim Simon who I do um improv and videos with she and Tim check it out on Facebook and his older brother Matt Simon who is an amazing cinematographer um I you know I kind of like presented the idea to them and it was you know super it was one of another things that was like super daunting at first but then once I started to like break it down and figure it out I was like I can do this and then we shot it in six hours and then we took like only a couple hours to edit it we used iMovie and just I it was one of those things where I was like you know, let's try our very best to recreate it. Let's get, you know, let's get a call. You know, we know someone with the card. Let's try and get it as close as possible. And, you know, whatever we can't do, you know, we won't. And then it'll just, that'll be part of its charm. Like I bought a dress that I tried to get as close as possible to hers. I left the tag on it to return it. And yeah, just certain things. I was like, you know, just as close as we can get it. So this sounds like an exercise in like, having like a little grain of a feeling in something and yeah. then you follow through with it until it's great. Until yeah. It's done. And it really is like super well done. Thanks. I mean, the first, the first time, so like, yeah, as we were filming it and it was getting like late and thing, you know, it was one of those things where as we were doing it, I was like, how is this ever going to work? Um, is this stupid? Whatever. I had, you know, had all those typical thoughts. And then the first time we put it side by side, there like it was just a feeling like anything I've ever experienced it was just very cool and just very rewarding and it was just one of the it was one of the first times where I like carried a small idea to fruition and that it just felt amazing that's that's amazing when yeah. the first time you have one of those projects that you're just like I I did it I, yeah like, did something was, yeah. to like the just completion yeah and there's you feel that in small ways when you do little stuff every single day mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where i'm like i didn't think i could do it and i did it and that is so cool that's awesome so what what with this song mm -hmm. at least gave you that small yeah. like what feeling do you have when you listen to this song 
just like I don't the the piano and um and I, also I you know I picked I originally selected a different song from melodrama because that's a whole other thing that's like my favorite the first album. song you picked was supercut i believe supercut yeah. and i was saying song. like basically then that's a whole so this is you know just a little drop in the ocean that is my feelings for this album it's kind of become a little bit synonymous with myself people like associate me with her which honestly good yeah. i'm I'm obsessed. I'm never. I barely obsessed with things, and like this is something that I'm like not ashamed of. I'm approaching ten years of people associating me with being obsessed with Kanye. So. Oh really? Yeah, okay. About the time the graduation came out, which was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, was when people started being like, oh, like Yari and Kanye are the same. Oh, thing. Yari and Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who like wanted to do a bit about her to show and like asked me if it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course. I and also I. Put on a show that was like melodrama, a listening party and comedy <laughs> show where we went through the whole album and each song was something like someone did a vi- some people did videos, some people danced, some people did covers. Um, so that was a whole like a whole That's other night. That's a great idea. It was. That's such a, a fucking great idea. It was idea. like only the people who loved the album were there and everyone sang along to every song. It was just the best way to like absorb a piece of art and like share something that you know so many people love i hope you don't mind mm-hmm. i want to do that everyone I, should do I, it i want to do that with i think on the 10 year anniversary of 808s and heartbreak i think <gasps> that's do my that. fave kanye it's, it's like it's the best i'm yeah. definitely gonna do that yeah someone was like oh huh, you should that's such a good idea someone was like you should do more shows and i was like i mean i don't have a lot of albums that make me when i heard this album i mean i've listened to it i don't even it's countless times but you know that's when i started to have feelings of like oh my god, like, this song would be, like, an amazing, like, you know, it just, she has synesthesia, and, like, I don't know if I do, but maybe I do, <laughs> but it just made me, like, you know, feel things and, like, want to see it played out, and so a lot of, a few of the things I, like, kind of curated, I was like, hey, can you, pers- you can you sing a cover of this song, or, you know, whatever, um, and just, like, getting everyone involved in it who loved it, and... Yeah, someone was like, oh, do it again. And I don't have another thing that that makes me feel, but everyone should do it. It's not like an idea that I would like, you know, patent or something. Like, yeah. it's a great music is such a, and like, that's this podcast is great. It's like music is such, can influence, you know, everything. And a lot of music, yeah, you hear, I like have, you know, you hear songs and sometimes I'm like, there's a game in there. Yeah. Like that, like a song, yeah, like there's. I think Chloe was talking about that. And mm-hmm. uh, Chloe Marsh was talking about that. Mm-hmm. And like, um, there's definitely a game in one of the songs that she picked. That was the mm. first episode we did, so I forgot oh, yeah. which one. What, now, that's it might have so been a cool. Nellie McCoy song or something. McKay. Yeah, yeah there's song like there's songs that you know you feel like general feelings, songs that are story. Like there's so much. Um, there's like it's just uh, it's very nice to interact with another art form, and they can complement each other. And um, yeah. So <laughs> when, what was your, the moment? I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, the specific, like, 4.02 p.m. or whatever, but, yeah. like, what was the specific time where Lord clicked with you? Like, what about Lord kind of clicked with you? I think it was my first experience listening to the whole album. I've only been, for a couple of years, I think, listening to <coughs> whole albums. You know, like like I said, I was a person who just listened to whatever, Top 40, yeah. and so it wasn't, it was only, I think, when I was like 18, 19 is when I started, you know, listening to an album as a piece and kind of trying to 
absorb it as opposed to just individual songs. And I think I don't, I don't remember exactly the moment at all, but I guess, so I guess the reason why I picked Supercut also as my first choice is, yeah, the first time I heard it, I cried. I was waiting for a bus. Um, I think I was listening to it the morning that, um, Tim and I were going to go edit the video because we were trying to release it on the day that she released her album. So I literally, it's maybe seven in the morning or something. It's on Spotify. I'm like taking two buses up to like bed to meet Tim to edit this epic video of the single that's been out for a while that I've been obsessed with. And I'm so excited to like, I was in such a great headspace too. I'm like, I'm so excited to edit this video. I really think it was, it's going to be good. And we edited it the day after we shot it, I think. Um, so I was feeling all those things. I listened to Supercut and like cried because I, that song in, in, in like specifically, like I felt so seen by the song. Mm-hmm. It's like a song that I'm like, did I, you know, I wish I could have written it. Like it is just, and then also I was like the, you know, the, it's pretty late in the album, but I already was like, these songs are so good. They're yeah. so cool. Her, and the album just flows super cohesively. Flows. Too. Her lyrics are amazing. Every song, cha- like Hard Feelings and Loveless is two songs, but in one song. And like what the journey of that. And it's so. What made you feel seen is, by Supercut? Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Sorry to cut don't. you off. <laughs> super. Well, because I don't know. I mean, I'm the biggest um, person to always think I'm in a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, walking down the street, listening to music. I'm, you know, I just love movies and I love like music from movies. I do really love like uh, soundtracks to movies and, um, and that's how sometimes, you know, I hear a song, I'll listen to music and, you know, think about a boy I like and see all these different, you know, it's a super cut and that it just, that's like how I think my mind works a lot. Um, with things and you know sometimes when I have like really bad moments and like cry and feel really awful what really does help comfort me is kind of being like this is the scene in the movie where <laughs> I'm just really down I know and it's, no, I, but, I did the yeah, exact same thing. it just helps me to be like you know what like this is necessary to life I have to have this scene because then the next scene is going to be really good Hopefully. And this is the end of act two. Yeah. Act three is going to start and yeah. then it'll be a new. Yeah. I'm like, thing. good. You know, like, let's, let's make this a really good scene and cry really hard and <laughs> really like wail and just, um, you know, make a whole moment out of it. So that, uh, yeah, I think it was just like the lyric. It's the song starts. Yeah. In my head, I play a super cut of us. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then from there I was like, you know, and just and then the music too is just it complements the lyrics so well, unlike anything. It I think that like a lot of people who perform will sometimes see themselves mm-hmm. in kind of this not necessarily edited way, but mm-hmm. in this way of like, oh, I'm like this is a movie, like yeah. we're we're in a movie right now. Yeah. Um and, um one way that that causes dissonance mm-hmm. for at least people who see themselves that way is that mm-hmm. like life doesn't always come with like such clean edits like yeah. you have an Absolutely. event and it like you think like oh this is the it's over but it's, it's over but yeah. then things like keep coming back from it Absolutely. do you do you find yourself like 
not necessarily struggling with that dissonance, but experiencing it. Absolutely. I'm a big, like, planner and a person who, like, will think ahead and be like, this is how it's going to go. And I constantly have to be okay with that not happening Mm -hmm. and about, like, you know, trying to make sure my expectations are realistic and also just being okay with, yeah, with things not turning out because – um yeah like you know yeah I'll make plans with a friend and then it doesn't work out and I think even especially growing up in LA that happens a lot and you need to just be cool with being like okay I'm not gonna not have fun now I'm gonna do something else um so I think that that's a big one for me it's something I'm (coughs) constantly working on is like being okay with things not turning out the way you want them to yeah I think that that's something that it's so hard. It, yeah, it's it's difficult, and you don't want to be like a, mm-hmm. a like a person that just like sets all your expectations on like. Yeah, the... I'm like any, every anytime I meet a guy, I'm immediately like, "How's this gonna play out?" Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be so beautiful. No. I'm Never. The, I'm the like the same way with people that I meet. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is a cool person. Instead of just being like in the moment, like, oh, this is nice. I'm hanging out with a cool person. I'm like, oh, and like. Like in twenty years, like is this still gonna be like mm-hmm. good and or like is, so much just, things, yeah, so many things. Yeah, it's very it's very stressful to yeah live that way, especially when you have the expectation of it being like a like cuts in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where you it's I I sometimes can see the future too clearly, or I feel that I can, but I know that that's you know I think it's good to you know acknowledge that and mm-hmm. not like try and like dismiss it, but be like this is what. I hope mm-hmm. it might not happen, but no matter what, we're gonna be okay. Yeah, I think. What are what are the other songs on the album that you like really connect yeah. with? Um, so yeah, Liability, mm-hmm. which I know it's that's a very important song to me. Absolutely, that song. I mean, that so that song came out before the whole album did, and so it had its moment. And that song, I think, really encapsulates what what Lord does best, which is just real freaking feelings that a lot of people feel and a lot of younger people feel. A lot of us aren't, like, you know, having epic loves that, like, are in these love songs that we can connect to. A lot of it is, like, you know, so th- so they pull back, make other plans, yeah. and, like, you know, and... all It's about just, like, literally what you were yeah. saying, like, being okay with yourself when yeah. stuff like that happens. Yeah, and there's just so many people who feel like they're too much. That's, yeah. like, everyone... Not, like, everyone's issue, but it's, you know... It's definitely my issue. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's why I connect with that song Yeah, so I don't... I don't, like, consider myself, like, a... Re- you know, some people are, like, reckless, dangerous people, you know, in that way, but, like, sometimes I definitely am, like... I'm too loud or I'm too, just too much. And so, yeah, hearing that song was, yeah, I definitely cried listening to that song. And the reprise is beautiful. It's, and and that one's just kind of her and the piano. Um, so there's that, but then. Any song with just a singing and a piano is for me, like. Oh, yeah, is, absolutely. Uh, just for me, oh. Put like, me in the coffin, I'm dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm sorry. I really like but, <laughs> but. But this is, I really like that expression. But the, but this is like the this is the this was so hard. For, this is the first album, only album where I love every song, all like pretty much equally. I like shift between my favorite. I mean, but then also this song has made me also appreciate pure heroin. So now I'm just like fully obsessed with Lord. Like before, ribs also is was my first feeling of like this girl like 
sings what I'm feeling and I just feel like a connection to her I, I think you um had listened to my segment with Yotam yes uh, with excuse me with ribs um yeah in preparation for yeah and she this. captures yeah like I was definitely 16 and afraid that I'm I think I'm less afraid of getting older now than I was when I was like 16 yeah and that's so funny but it's something that is never yeah talked about and her songs, just like also the just the rhythm and especially pure heroin, how like electronic it was, is very. I loved it. That's, that's like just Lord in general is somebody that when she first came out, I like liked the whatever the, the Royals. Yeah, yeah, yes, Royals. Of course. Um, but so I didn't really pay all that much attention yeah. to her because I was. I think I was in college and I was very into like my snooty. Like, oh, I'm only gonna listen to like. Indie rock and yeah. trap music, like that's yeah. all that I'm gonna do. Yeah, I like, feel like girl guys. Pop isn't for I feel me. like guys in general who are like, I love. I don't know. I'm glad that I know a lot of guys who love Lord. Yeah, and Lord and Carly Rae Jepsen are. Oh my god, both. so many straight guys love Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, she's Run Away the, With Me is great. That's uh, the first one I yeah. thought of. Um, um, I talked uh, with somebody about emotion, and mm. that kind of triggered my. A lot of big that was Carly that Rae. that was the big one that people were like. Do emo- like three people I think were like do emotion and I'm list- I was listening to it and there's some like run away with me I like have an idea for it but I don't I that like, like saxophone part in the beginning we did it justice you want to move on to the final song yes okay so this last oh I was gonna say one more thing really quick about Laura well what's also what also makes me love her so much is that yes I was a little bit late but now I'm like I feel like I'm on this train with her and she is like has a long career ahead of her and it's also just very exciting she just turned 21 years old Jesus Christ yeah but it is exciting to kind of have someone who is like in the same realm as me and like I want her to succeed so bad so bad yeah this is her second album who knows and she's like great at collabs and like cover she did a cover of a Bruce Springsteen song at a concert. She covered "Hold My Liquor" by Kanye at like oh my god, eighteen. Or her song 19. in the Hunger Games is really good. Yeah. She should do a musical. I love her. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Um, Lord will tag you in this. Hit up Jesse for anything that you oh, need. I'm seeing you April fourth, Atlantic Barclays. Let's be best friends. I have. A, I'm gonna try and get her. Did that sounds really try, creepy that sounds really her. creepy no 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 i'm just gonna like you know t- just tweet at her and tag her just leading up yeah. to it and be like can we please me yeah yeah i gotta try you only live once yeah um so this final song yeah is uh get myself together by robin
So that was uh, Get Myself Together by Robin. Mm-hmm. Jesse, why'd you pick it? Um, yeah. Uh, this, so yeah, I feel like compared to the other three, this one doesn't have like a super like person. You know, there's a lot behind the other three that I picked, but this song I just love so much. And I think I also just really wanted to hammer home that music that pumps me up in this yeah is my favorite type of music a lot of people i don't really you know when i'm sad i don't really listen to a lot of sad music um i know that that's like a lot of people do that and that's like what music is for them but um i mean i i think i do but i think for me like this you know i listen to this song a lot of the times when i listen to music it's when i'm going places um i always listen to music I like going to work and it just it and I'm you know going to a place you know if you're going to an audition or you're meet you know a date you know it's important to pump yourself up before and this song really just pumps myself up and I and I just also always like to think about getting better and just improving myself and this song kind of just reminds me of get, ways that you're gonna get yourself together, get myself together yeah so like. Um, when you're before a performance or before mm. something that you really need to be there for, mm-hmm. you like to just pump yourself up by listening to Robin or to Lord or something that has some momentum behind it. Yeah, I love yeah a steady kind of beat to the song. Kind of yeah has a beat and it helps me because I usually follow it when I walk and then I pretty fierce when I'm walking. Mm. I like don't hear cat callers. I. You know, I'm I get to where I'm going faster, and I just feel, and, and you know, and when I'm walking and I hear these songs, my like posture changes, and like I kind of like feel, you know, like a supermodel, <laughs> and that just gets me in like a great place when I show up places. Do you feel a difference between if you go to something and you haven't listened to music versus when you go and you have, like in I your performance so. or in whatever yeah. it is that you're doing? Yeah, because I think, especially you know, with like shows and going to these bars and you know you immediately see people all the time that you don't see you know during your day at work and it can be anxiety inducing you know like whenever I first get to a party I'm always just kind of more reserved at first I'm really not a person who shows up and immediately is like hello I'm here it takes me like a little bit to kind of adjust to where I am and especially yeah with comedy shows and you you, know, you get to a bar and all of a sudden there's 10 you know your whole improv team's there and you're, you're kind of in a new zone and so I think sometimes when I don't listen to music I mean I haven't exactly charted it but you know you're saying it now I'm like I definitely am at a lower energy if I don't listen to music and if I've maybe been sitting too much of my thoughts on the train and mm-hmm. then I'm thinking so much and then I see people and I kind of you know as opposed to I just had a fierce walk to Robin, and now I'm ready to play. Um, yeah, I'm ready to play. I'm after re- yes, tag me in. I'm ready. I um, you're full of these like like fun like one liner quip things. I really oh. enjoyed like a, call the funeral home because I'm <laughs> yeah, dead or whatever. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, good thing this is think. recorded. I'm gonna go back and steal some bits. Yeah. Um, when like I definitely like feel that definitely as somebody who gets anxious about things like Mm -hmm. if I I think for me it's different just because like I love I like sad music when I'm in a good mood because it keeps me grounded a little bit that's good (laughs) um but I'll like if I'm sad and I've listened to sad music on my way somewhere Mm -hmm. then I'm just destroyed for like the first like hour of being there I'm just like 
I don't I don't want to yeah be anywhere talk to anybody um and I think that the way that music influences just your tone or your posture yeah your body absolutely yeah um yeah, what I was saying earlier, yeah, it's visceral and um, and this also, this is a song, you know, I listen to and I'm walking and I feel like I'm in a movie and I'm about to crush whatever hmm. is next. So you see this song in that same way that you see kind of theatrical yeah. stuff. What is it about, like, Get Myself Together specifically, or maybe even just Robin in general, yeah. that amps you up in this very specific way? Um, yeah, Robin has a beautiful voice um, and... I, I've listened to her albums. I, like, don't, you know, feel like I know her as well as, you know, Lauren. But, um, yeah, she has an awesome voice, and her songs are super beautiful. And and she, and she I feel bad. I, I, she's not a person that I've, like, researched a lot, so I don't. But she seems great. <laughs> or even just her energy when she's singing. Oh, yeah, fierce. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm a little, not, like, tainted by that. I saw, so I was telling... Yari offline that I saw her live once and she didn't play any music in this vein. She didn't play Call Your Girlfriend. It was all like trance, red light. She was kind of, you know, like draped over and just like doing weird moves. So I don't know. So I don't, I haven't seen her live and been like, you know, super inspired. Um, <laughs> do you feel like she's somebody that has a very specific persona or um, do you, I don't, I really don't know all that much about yeah. her so like when you listen to yeah. just her music or her albums or tracks in general yeah i think compared to lord um that yeah. she, i don't know yeah like, i don't know her as well i think she's probably a little bit more yeah it's more of an aesthetic thing than but also the song hang with me is very beautiful and vulnerable and there's like an acoustic version of it so i think she's got a range uh uh I don't know. With um, <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not losing it. You're great. But um, with Get Myself Together mm-hmm. specifically, you had yeah. said, like, this song kind of makes you feel like you're building towards something, that mm-hmm. you're putting yourself mm-hmm. together. Do you know? And I, if you look over your left shoulder, I have mm-hmm. two notes that I wrote to myself that say, independence is the goal, and yes. you're getting there, Yari. <gasps> yes. So I'm also in a constant state of yeah. um like rediscovery also it. some blood work uh, a reminder oh. for some blood work that oh I good have. good of course um so i'm getting there and by a lovely doodle yeah um yeah. that i'll get to in the plug section but yeah um, i just think um yeah i think music that reinforces that those things like you only live once and kind of more positive messages and you know ways to get through this crazy life um are <laughs> I love them because it's like when you're listening to them, you're really like listening and hearing a lesson and like trying to absorb a message as opposed to songs that are more material. I mean, she has a song called Fembot, which is such a banger, but like, you know, yeah. you're, you're not exactly like f- thinking about life. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm a robot. <laughs> um, so do yeah. You, do you have any idea of, what and this is something that I struggle with. And I, if you were to ask me this question, I don't think I would have an answer to it. So this is going to be an abstract, cool, difficult question. Mm-hmm. So, but we're going to figure it out together. Let's and, do it. Um, do you have any idea of what a Jesse who has gotten herself completely together mm-hmm. would look like? Uh, um, I don't have thinner. The, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I just think it's all about confidence. 
that like and from that stems everything um and yeah so i don't know i mean you say look like no you i don't mean, mean physically look, i know no, I mean, no no just like in yeah, your head i think how just, you envision it yeah confident yeah and just not doubting myself um because a lot of the time yeah i'll you know i'll come think of something that doesn't exactly make sense and i'm a big like you know text my friend like i have an idea for this bit like i don't know if it would work Mm -hmm. but i think i would want to stop doing that soon and just kind of do stuff um i also yeah i I constantly am kind of wanting to not hold back but just keep more things to my chest i'm Mm -hmm. a big like i have this idea and i gotta tell everyone and that is good and like you know i told so many people about the green light thing before i did it and i think that kind of motivated me to do it because yeah. i was like if i don't i look like a fucking idiot but i think there's also a, a self you know a, a not an immaturity that comes with that but you know i want to kind of get to a place where i'm you know just confident in my ideas so i just do them and i don't need like outside validation especially in the early process um because i feel like that can probably cloud the i don't know i want to try and just do more things that like i believe in and i'm not and i haven't like thought about what other people are going to think before i put it out there do you want to do things just for you yeah and yeah like well and the green light video was i did it because i wanted to do it not because i was like this would be this would go viral i like it it hasn't um i did it because i wanted to do it purely and so that was kind of a good indicator and like a guide to me to be like you have a good instinct if you follow that instinct and do things that you want then people will enjoy them and if they don't whatever yeah um, do things just yeah. because you like doing them there have been yeah. so many times even like doing this podcast mm-hmm. where i've like texted friends and be like this is so fucking stupid like nobody listens to this uh, like who yeah. cares and then my friends are, who ca- like who cares just yeah do it, it do you like doing it you like talking to interesting people you like meeting people yeah so just continue yeah listening to people. and especially now and i hate to say it but it's like you know there's so much bad shit going on in the world and Although I do think I could be doing more to help the world in general, as long I just I'm like I just got to keep doing whatever makes me happy because there's so much in the world that like is awful and could make you unhappy that you just kind of need to try and like fight your way through and try and remain happy. And there's a beautiful cat that I just saw for the oh, first time. I didn't even know he was in here. Um, he's beautiful. He's, but yeah, I just I think. Yeah, I try not to be an ignorant person. Oh, kitty. He's very dis- uh, it's a little distracting, but he's very no, nice. What's his name? Kovu. Oh, from Lion King 2, Simba's Pride? I don't think so. I, never you, are you allergic? No. You can I mean, hold him if you like. Oh, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm not allergic to cats. wants to leave. There yeah. we go. I like uh, to let animals be. <laughs> yeah. not like it. He likes being picked up. I think just yeah. new people scare him a little bit. Yeah, I'm scary. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I think I answered your question. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I think that you come across as very confident. Um, I don't know if that's a, like, uh, something that you project out or not, but that's, I think that you, um, like, present yourself as extremely confident. Good. So I think that's. Like, I think I definitely can be more on, more confident on stage than I am in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is why I love doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's a constant 
battle between like being self-aware but then not being self-conscious yeah um yeah all right i think we're like just about wrapped up mm -hmm. um do you so plugs for you sure i'm yeah follow me at messy roth on instagram and twitter and that's you'll you always got great Instagram stories. Th yeah, also. then you'll be then that's the best way to be a part of my life. Um, <laughs> but I post about like shows and stuff there, I guess, and um, the bitch party. Yes, and mic. then the bitch party open mic potluck November twenty fifth, eight p.m. Pine Bucks Rock Shop. Yeah, great for me. Um, if you're not going to the bitch party open mic, which I would encourage you to do, mm -hmm. I'm hosting a show at Much Mores. I don't have a name for it yet, and the lineup is just starting to get formed, but we have SNL writer Steven Castillo. Um, you, okay. Uh, you, uh, one of my favorite comics in the city, Eudora Peterson. I she's really the, love her. She's the fucking best. Um, friend of the show, Angela Palladino, is going to be doing some characters. I'm going to yes. be doing a little stand-up, um, and I'm trying to put together a good show for that. Yeah, you need a title. Yeah. Or uh, it's nothing. That's true. Um <laughs> It's, it'll probably be no, something it's a, it's Thanksgiving a, related. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who cares? Show titles um, really are just the most unimportant part. Yeah. Um, and I'm so bad at naming things. I named this podcast like 30 seconds before. That sounds I so sophisticated. In, uh, interviewed somebody. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, also, follow me on Twitter. That's at Yari with nine A's. That's Y A A A A A A A A A R I. Um, I've been posting a lot about Miyazaki and being sick. So those... Totoro, I love Totoro. <laughs> Totoro is great. Yeah. Um, and I have my other podcast. Um, very dumb, very fun. Uh, <laughs> very, very. It's uh, so stupid. I love it. It's with uh, Spencer Moravec. It's called Obnoxious Laughter. So subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> Leave me a review here. Leave me a review uh, over there. Uh, you can review me in person if you like reviewing <laughs> yeah, me as a person. Yeah, come up to me and say, how many stars? Yeah. Um, and also plug for Andy Daly's show, Review, uh, which <laughs> is one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's it. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, uh, this is the best podcast I've ever been on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I will... Uh, put that in the yeah, episode Yeah, quote me and put, yeah, put it on the description. Yeah. Um, Oh, one last plug for you. Definitely check out the green light video, which oh, will yeah. be in the link. Yeah, link so, below. Link below. Uh, subscribe. Uh, link in bio. <laughs> yep. All right. Have a good day, guys. Have Bye-bye. Uh, good night.